All right, welcome back. Episode 199 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. This is the Big Bang episode. This is our fifth draft episode coming to you guys. 2023 NFL mock draft, right? Fourth draft episode? Probably. Right, it's our fourth, yeah. We haven't even been around for five years, so. That's close. I'm, well, I'm trying to think about it because, I mean, I've been on every single one of them. And me and Travis were talking earlier, and we we did a mock draft with Jeff oh, Okuda. Yeah. And he just signed in free agency, and this would be his first eligible year, which would make it his fifth year. Unless they didn't exercise his fifth-year option. That's probably what it was. Also true. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, because yeah, we started in 2018, but it was in the fall of 2018, so this would be our fourth. Okay, so our fourth. 2020, 2021. No. Yeah. Nope. 19, 20, 21, no, that's fine. It's the fifth one. Yeah. Yep, fifth one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so fuck one. you, Jared. We were right. <laughs> we were um, right. It's just weird. Hey, we have like, I know we just celebrated our fourth year anniversary because this year it would be five years, so. Which is crazy. And we are celebrating that. Ethan's one year because I believe last year's NFL mock draft was right around this time, was whenever he started coming on full time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. welcome. Welcome to a year. Um, Times are rolling. Jared's kid just turned one. My child was just born seven days ago. Um, so new member of the of the two drunk brothers fam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New member. It is so, it is honestly quite disappointing that this isn't episode 200. It would have just been so perfect, right? <laughs> Every time I got like an episode in there on like Tuesday last week. Just let's just know. skip it. Let's just make it yeah. 200. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's it's 200. Ghost. Ghost episode. 200. Yeah, 200 is going to be n- nothing to talk about, essentially. We'll have to play some games or something. But episode 199 can just be like the 13th floor of hotels that just doesn't exist. You just skip <laughs> past it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Except that's not going to happen. Um, this is 199. We are doing our mock draft. Uh, any housekeeping notes to start before we get into this thing? Uh, the only thing, and we were talking about before we started recording, for everyone at home, we who's, who's listening to this, we usually limit like a certain amount of trades. Um, I don't think we're gonna do that this year. Uh, if things get we never really crazy, because reach them anyway, we never really reach them. But we also never, we also just draft an order, and we all know that never happens. Like teams trade back all the time. Um, the the draft order never stays the same. So we might try to shake it up a little bit this year, but we shall see how that transpires. And also, we're inevitably gonna be wrong because some dumbass GM is gonna draft a guy that's outside the top fifty, like in the top fifteen. And we can't predict that. So I well, think something that Travis and I were talking about earlier is that once you get past the 15th overall pick, all of those guys between, you know, 16 and the end of the second round, I, I've heard a lot of this recently is that the talent pool is just not as good as it has been in years past. And a lot of these guys are just very similar. So you might get a guy at 16th overall that we're looking at and we're like, they're going to be late second round, but it's because everybody's so close in talent grade that it's like, we, this is going to be one of the harder drafts I think we've done. I agree outside of, I think once, I think once we get outside, I mean, top 10 is tough, like top like seven or eight. And then we're really just going to 
have to dive dive in. But with that being said, Ethan, with this being his his just eclipsing one year, he gets the honorable first first pick in the draft, which is pretty easy. Tough one, man. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the hardest pick I've had uh you know in a long time and it's gonna so, be the hardest pick of the day. But it's uh it's Bryce Young. I mean, and first of all, for those who don't know, it's the Panthers. Number one yeah, I was saying, yeah, we didn't say who <laughs> But if you're living under a rock and you didn't know that the Bears traded back and the Panthers traded up and gave away the world to do so, um, they're going to go out and they're going to try to get their franchise quarterback. It's pointing more and more in the direction that Bryce Young is their guy. If you've seen favorite, like the odds on favorite on some of these betting sites, it is. Yeah, like it is not even close. And so if you're not picking Bryce Young here, you're wrong. If it ends up being somebody else and you picked it, congratulations, but it's going to be Bryce Young here. Yeah. Yeah, I think the odds odds moved to like minus 1,200 or something like that. So, uh, yeah, everyone, everyone, yeah, everyone has like their guy, like they traded up to get somebody. And if, and if everyone's saying like it's, it's, it's Bryce Young and the odds have shifted that much, then it's Bryce Young. No doubt about it. I agree. Let's move on. Houston uh, is going to be me. There's two ways that they can navigate this. They could go quarterback because obviously we know Davis Mills isn't there. They're a long-term guy. Or they could go a heavy need on the other side of the ball, an edge rusher. Will Anderson is a huge talent uh, coming into this draft, but you can't really improve your team without a quarterback. And this is probably one of the elite-level talent pulls uh, that they're going to get, you know, out of the next couple of years. So I'm going to take CJ Stroud. That would have been my second overall pick as well. I, that's kind of, I, you're right when it comes to, um, Will Anderson, but there's just, there's no way you can pass up a quarterback when that is the need that they've needed for the past two years now, ever since they lost to Sean. Um, it's just, you can't, you, like you said, you can't run a team if you don't have a quarterback to work around. So no, yeah, and and they they just signed Laramie Tunsil to a long term deal. Paid, made him the highest paid offensive lineman in football for a reason. They're going quarterback here, no doubt in my mind that they're going quarterback here. So um, can't say I don't disagree there. So I guess that moves into pick number three. Uh, I have the Arizona Cardinals now. If Travis would have taken Will Anderson, or if the Texans take Will Anderson here, I honestly see the Cardinals trading back and trading out of, out of this spot. Um, they don't need a quarterback. Uh, with Kyle, with Kyle Murray, they do need a quarterback, but they they can't not play Kyle Murray because they right. pay a bunch of money. They could get a lot so for saying, for this pick if they if Will yeah, Anderson so th- isn't there. This is a what if if Will Anderson is picked at two, um, then I do think I do see the Cardinals trading back because really outside of that they need some offensive lineman help, you know, the, which they can get later in the draft. Um, that's one of their biggest needs to protect Kyler Murray, but I don't think you take an offensive lineman this high. You take the best player available. Will Anderson should have been the number one overall pick if the top two teams didn't need quarterbacks. They're going to take Will Anderson. They JJ Watt retired. Chandler Jones is done, um, or has been done for a while now. Uh, hasn't I, did he, I don't think he played for him last year. But anyway, they don't, they haven't had a premier edge rusher in a while now. Um, and like I said, should have been number one overall if the top two teams didn't need quarterbacks. So Will Anderson from Alabama, edge rusher, is my pick for the Cardinals. I agree. Yeah, I think I think that's a no brainer, right? Like. Um, you have the best guy, arguably, on the board uh, fall to you at number three. You can't really sit on that and pass it up or trade back 
there's no reason for them to trade back. It's a need that they um, they have, so you got to take them. Absolutely, absolutely. So that moves us to back to Ethan. It is, and this this the way that the top three went is kind of how the top three I expected to go. Um, and so it made my fourth overall pick a lot easier. It is the Indianapolis Colts, by the way. Um, obviously they are also a team who is in a, who has been in a bit of a QB carousel over the last few years. They have relied pretty heavily on veteran presence. The last couple of years didn't really work out, you know, taking Phillip rivers, Carson Wentz, um, Matt Ryan, obviously now in their room, they have Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger, and, um, they just picked up somebody else who's a big no name. And I cannot think off the top of my head who it is. Um, but that doesn't matter to me because I do think they go quarterback here. I do think three quarterbacks go in the top four. It is, it might be a bit controversial as to what third quarterback is taken off the board, but to me, it's Anthony Richardson. Um, I have seen a lot from their new offensive coordinator. They have a new, or it's either new offensive coordinator, or new head coach. I can't remember which one it is. Um, but they want a dual threat quarterback and Anthony Richardson is a dual threat quarterback when it comes to his play style. Now that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate on the field, but I think this is who they go with Anthony Richardson from Florida to the Indianapolis Colts at four overall. Yeah. I think it's less of the, of the coach and the coordinator. It's more Jim Irsay. I think this is going to be a big Jim Irsay pick. He's, he's wanted that guy for forever. Um, hot take. It's going to be a gigantic failed experiment. I oh, think. Either, either way, if, Either way, whatever quarterback they go with here, either him or Will Levis, uh, is going to be a massive fail, and they're going to need a, they're going to need another quarterback within the next two years. So, uh, yeah, yeah, horrible, horrible pick. But I do like that you took it there because I had it going there too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Going on to Seattle. Um, this one is tough for me. From there's two. So. Yeah, Seattle got this high because of the Russell Wilson trade, obviously. Denver should be picking at five, but because of the Russell Wilson trade, Seattle um, is here at five. And in prime position to kind of get a lot of good things here. So, again, like you said, Travis, I'm intrigued to hear what you have to say about this one. It's so tough because um, they there's two players on the board here that I really had, and I was hoping that uh, one of them would be gone just so it made my decision a little bit easier because they, have, they really have two needs. Uh, which is edge rusher and interior defensive lineman. Uh, and you could either go with Jalen Carter, who has been said off the field isn't yeah, off the field issues said not going to make it past the top 10, but I don't know if he's going to go this early or you have dominant edge rusher, Tyree Wilson from Texas tech. It's just so tough. Cause they're like, they're both right there too. Um, and I want to keep this trend Oh, because I think that we could nail the top four here, and I would like to nail the top five. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I'm gonna go with with my gut, and that he's gonna drop a little bit further. Uh, that Pete Carroll's kind of a hard ass guy, and I'm gonna say Tyree Wilson. Yeah, I was gonna say Pete, Pete Carroll's not gonna draft a guy, but he also has experience dealing with Marshawn Lynch. To be fair, um, who's a character in his own right, but he never had like really any major off the field issues. I see Jalen Carter having a very Laramie Tunsil-esque draft slide um, because not only is he linked to the the accident um, that they had where he killed his teammate essentially, um, but he's also been linked to other off-field issues as well. Uh, I was reading yeah. some stuff about him, and 
it's like stuff that was, was like slid under the rug because it was Georgia. So, um, but people are starting to dig it up in, in their pre-draft uh, interviews and, and research. So, I would not be surprised if Jalen Carter actually does slide outside the top ten, in my opinion. So, I think Tyree Wilson is the right pick here, just because of who Pete Carroll is as as a person. Cool. Yeah, and I and I don't think it's a a bad pick in general either because I've seen a few draft boards, um, even just today with Tyree Wilson going three to the Cardinals. So if people are speaking that highly of him that he could go over Will Anderson, um, I I have no doubts that I feel like that Pete Carroll would take a chance on him at number five overall if he's still there. So Perfect. Yeah. All right. For sure. Jared. So that moves me to the Lions, who obviously got this pick because of the Matt Stafford trade. Um, this one should be the Rams. Um, and I am – there, I'm, there's two guys here I'm, I'm trying to pick from, and they're two DBs uh, because obviously if you look at the Lions secondary last year, it got fucking toasted game after game after game. And Dan Campbell is a defensive guy. He obviously doesn't want that happening. So I'm looking at two DBs, and I'm going to go with the DB that I think fits Dan Campbell's kind of MO more, like a hard-nosed, tough player. I'm going to go with um, – and I'm going to probably pronounce it, mispronounce it. Is it is – it, uh, Devon what Devon Witherspoon from Illinois. It is Devon Witherspoon. It is Devon Witherspoon. Devon. So I'm gonna go Devon Witherspoon from from Illinois. Um, was looking up this guy. I mean, he's he kind of fits Dan Campbell's mo. You know, he's not afraid to tackle. He's 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 a big help in the run game. He's a ball hawk. He had 14 pass breakups in 2022. Um, and I think it's gonna vastly improve the Lions secondary. And to me, he's probably the most pro ready corner in the draft, ready to compete on day one. Because, you know, like I said, the Lions secondary is trash. They were near dead last and pass yards allowed last year. So that's where I think the Lions go right here. I don't hate it. They got some, they did get some help with CJ Gardner Johnson uh, in the off season. The only thing I could see them not taking a corner is if Jalen Carter slides and just taking, taking the flyer on him just for pure talent uh, reasons alone, because that's kind of who that's kind of Detroit's MO. I hear you. I hear you. But they also have that pick at 18 that I feel like if Jalen Carter slid a little bit more past this, mm. they could potentially trade back up and get him. Yeah, maybe. But I don't hate the pick. I was just saying I was being devil's advocate. Yeah, oh, no, if, for sure. If they don't yeah. take him, that's why. Ethan? Yeah, this makes my uh, my pick a lot harder because that's who I had the Raiders taking was Devon Witherspoon. Um, they also desperately need a cornerback. Um but now that you've taken them off the board, I don't know necessarily if they're going to go with a guy like Christian Gonzalez or maybe they take a flyer on like Deontay Banks. Um, that one's tough because they also could take a quarterback here. I know that they just got Jimmy Garoppolo, but how much do you believe in the Jimmy Garoppolo system? Do you want a guy to develop behind him? That's another big thing. Will, Will Levis is a very, very big project quarterback, in my opinion. Like, Will Levis and, is not and, a guy to come in and play day one. And he's there. And there's a lot of talk of Will Levis, like there being four quarterbacks going in the top 10. Um, you just had your cornerback taken off the board. Um, so I might pull the trigger here and I might put Will Levis with the Raiders. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, again, Jimmy Garoppolo was supposed to be a backup just last year on the Niners. And then he, even then, I mean, I know he got hurt, but like you kind of technically lost your job to Brock Purdy, (laughs) especially because you kind of got pushed out afterwards as well. And so do the Raiders believe in Jimmy Garoppolo for the next year or two and then draft a quarterback? 
or do they take one now, develop, and then replace? And I think that's the route that they go. So I don't hate it. I mean, Absolutely. Will Levis yeah, I mean, is Jimmy, like Jimmy Garoppolo is never going to be your tenure guy, but you could Jimmy. But Will Levis can be very much Aaron Rodgers esque with the Brett Favre. Obviously, I'm not comparing the two by any stretch of the measure, but that's what it could be like. Um, so, which probably makes Travis's pick here with the Falcons a lot tougher. It does not at all. Um, oh, really? I don't think they were taking quarterback. I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't think have they were going to take a QB either. So, yeah, no. So it, it actually, it actually makes it a little bit easier for me that Ethan did not take a corner with Vegas, with Vegas's pick because Atlanta, I think, goes one of two ways here. I had them, you know, as their needs being, you know, linebacker, which is not really a good one to take, edge rusher, wide receiver. Uh, reaching here for Jackson Smith and Jigba is just not really, I don't think the route they're going to go after drafting Drake London last year, number five overall. So I'm going to take Christian Gonzalez with this pick for them because that's just a, a, a defensive backfield that they haven't been able to fix for years and years now. That that's just, that needs to be fixed before they can do anything else. No. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And that makes my decision, um, at number nine with the Bears, very easy. Uh, I did have the option because I know Ryan Pace, the GM of the Bears, basically said he could trade back and acquire more draft capital here if needed. Uh, but I think you have a clear decision here. You have basically have your choice of the top offensive lineman from the draft. Your biggest it's crazy that, show- that there hasn't been an offensive lineman going off the board yet, and I don't think there will, even if we are wrong with their picks so far. Yeah. So really, you have your choice between I think two guys. You're looking at two guys here. If you're Ryan Pace, you're looking at Peter Sk- uh, Skaronski from from Northwestern. Um, you're looking at Paris Johnson. I think they go with the Northwestern kid just because he has more fluidity and flexibility. He could play guard. He could play tackle. He can kind of move move along the line. And we've seen how valuable that could be in the NFL. Like it, those guys that are just locked into one position, they never really – like if they go down or someone else gets hurt, they really can't help out anywhere else. So I think that's where they go. Big dude, 6'4", 313, um, very fluid in his movements. Uh, really not much more you can really say about an offensive lineman besides that. So – and that's that's where that's where I, where I think they go. He also only allowed one sack last year, so that's going to be huge um, protecting Justin Fields. So that's where I think they go here. All right, I I don't have anything yeah, to say really about that. <laughs> I don't I don't have much to add. I, the only thing I was going to say is that it's another good pick for me in terms of the route you took because I swear, and I just feel like that is just because what I've seen over the last few years. But NFL teams will prefer guys who are close over guys who are further away in terms of region. Right. And Northwestern's already in Chicago. Like we've seen the Packers mm-hmm. in the past draft dudes from Michigan in the top two, three rounds because they're right there. Um, you, Oh my God, who you brought up somebody. Oh, like Detroit drafting the dude from Illinois. I know it's not right there, but it's, it's only a few hours away. Just regional guys. Right. Who like, I don't know. There's just something about it. And so it just makes sense to me. Um, and it's also a good thing. Like Hudson with the lions last year. Yeah, well, exactly. Right. Like it's just, again, guys who are right down the road to me, it just, it makes a lot of sense, but yeah. So I do. So Ethan, you're next with the Eagles. Do you see them as a, as a potential trade back here or there, is there um, somebody on the board? They board. Love? No, I, I actually do because, and I want, I want to call out a friend of mine. 
who's in my wedding in a few weeks. He he wanted to put the fucking house on. We the talk Eagles to him all the time. We talk about him all the time. You can just say his yeah. name. Jesse, sorry. Yeah, you're you're right. He'll he might listen to this tomorrow. Um he he wanted to put the house on the Eagles draft in uh and I apologize if I butcher this. Is it B. John Robinson? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he wanted to put the house on that. And I'm like, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't see them taking a running back here unless they just really don't believe in Kenneth Gainwell. And I, we know Rashad Penny is not gonna stay healthy. I like I get that. But like you drafted Kenneth Gainwell a couple years ago. Are you giving up on him that quick? I know maybe he's not your workhorse back. I've also seen rumors of the Eagles maybe trading for Austin Eckler and then the Chargers trading up to this pick and stealing somebody like B. John Robinson. That that might I've also be read that the Eagles Eagles might be trading for Derrick Henry too. I read that as well. Yeah. And so it's like if if they really don't believe in Kenneth Gainwell or Rashad Penny, and I don't blame them if they don't. But I don't think the draft is where they're going to find that replacement. I think that they will do it via trade with one of these bigger names that are already established in the NFL. Uh, so what was your thought process there, Garrett, with a trade partner? Because, yes, there's not anybody here who I'm like, well, I, they really need them right now because um, they don't. So Yeah. So I'm looking at Detroit to trade up because they got their corner. The other corner that they was eyeballing came off the board. No really interior defensive linemen have come off the board. We talked about Jalen Carter. I think they could be, they could say, okay, he's sliding here, but he's not going to slide all the, all the way to 18. And look at these other teams in front of me. I think a team like Houston would, would take a flyer on them. A team like maybe Tennessee who has really no defensive lineman help. So I think Detroit could potentially trade up to 10 right here. And where's Detroit sitting at right now? They're at 18 with their second first round pick. Okay. So, We'll call it a we'll call it a pick swap and like a third later. Pick swap and yeah, pick swap <laughs> and a third like and a third or second or third. Yeah, maybe a future fourth or future seventh or something yeah. like that. Because uh, you're really yeah. not sliding back that far. Okay, so we do that. So Detroit. So we got a trade coming in. Um, this is <laughs> this is my own, this is my only other team that I thought was going to trade. So I'm done after this. Um, so Detroit's going to trade up to ten with Philly. Philly's going to slide back to 18. And with the, the Lions at 10, I'm going to take Jalen Carter um, from Georgia. I think, they, I, think Detroit, I think Detroit is going to get two defensive dogs um, that Dan Campbell can kind of whip into shape. And if and if Jalen Carter has those off-field issues, cool. You know, the Lions just traded a couple of day two draft picks and basically swapped to get them. It is what it is. Um, but I think the, the talent is worth kind of going there. And uh, the Lions could be a scary team next year if they're able to kind of get these two defensive key pieces and Goff can play like he did last year. So, yeah, especially in, in the north if, if Aaron Rodgers is gone. Yep, which he okay. will be. I, I, I can't imagine a world where he's not. So, yeah, that's going to be intriguing about whoever has 13 with the Jets. So, well, I'm going to bump us to 11. Say, I am uh, just real fast. I. I'm very intrigued to see if a trade happens in the next four days um, for those of you who are listening, because clock's ticking for, for the Packers front office and the Jets front office. If they want to make this trade, can we, can we just, can we just keep them out of the AFC East? Like me and Travis, I don't think it's, happening. Think it's happening. If it was going to happen, it would have already. I don't think they want to give know. up what the Packers want. I don't know. Though. I, I think, think the biggest I, thing is, is that the, that Aaron Rodgers was like, you don't got to, 
you don't got to rush it. I'll be there when I'm there. Like he's been talking to the Jets front office of like, eh, that happens in June. It happens in June. And then like the Packers obviously are being super stingy on what they want. And so I think that they're just at a stalemate right now. But I think the closer and closer we get to, to OTAs, Thursday. we're going to see the Packers start to be like, ah, well, we already kind of said we don't want them anymore. So now we got to maybe loosen our reins on what we want back a little bit. I don't think the Packers are going to get what they want. And I think that it's the trades ain't going to end up happening and it's going to be for less than what they tried to bargain for. So I got, I got a hot take and I'll, I'll leave it at that before we move on to Travis's pick at 11 with Tennessee. If it doesn't happen before, before Thursday night, it's not happening at all. That's, that's my honest opinion. All right. Fair enough. All right. My next pick with Tennessee. Um, I was at, we were actually just talking to Ethan and I, to good friend of the pod, Lucas Rogers, Tennessee Titans fan asked him where, what way he wanted them to go. He said, what way do I think they'll go or what way do I want them to go? And he wanted to take, uh, offensive lineman, the offensive lineman that I thought would be there at this time is, and that is Paris Johnson. Monster, absolute absolutely. fucking mammoth of a human being. Six foot six. <laughs> um, you know, gotta gotta keep bolstering that offensive line. If you're going to keep Derrick Henry, you're going to keep running the ball because even if you're not going to keep Derrick Henry, a main part of that success in that offense is running the ball. He lost Taylor Lewan. You know, you just guys get beat up on that offense every year or off on the offensive line. So taking a guy from a prestigious school, huge man, Paris Johnson, great fit. When you when you run the ball thirty five times a game, yeah, your offensive lineman get a little tired. So <laughs> this makes sense, you know. Exactly. All right. I uh, I won't be. I will say I like that pick. I won't be surprised if they go wide receiver here to pair with Traylon Burks. But I do like the offensive line pick, and I think that that is a more desperate need. I thought I thought that I wanted to go Jackson Smith uh, and Jigba, and I do think they go that route if. Peter Skaronsky and Paris Johnson are gone. If one of them is there, they will take them. I think so. Or they need to, if not. Because their their wide receiver room is is horrible. But at the same time, you know, you live and die by the run as of right now. So you need to kind of work on. Yeah, I was saying, let's, let's all think about who they're going to have throwing the ball to these receivers. Like, do you really want to waste a top draft pick on a receiver who's going to be catching from somebody you can't fucking throw? So back-to-back years. Yeah, back-to-back years. So that's my only thing. So we're going to move to 12, uh, which I have Houston at 12. So Houston, obviously, in our mock draft, already took um, – not Justin Fields, Jesus Christ. Uh, C.J. Stroud, the other Ohio State kid. Um, so here, to me, I was also eyeballing – so outside of that, what do you need on – what do you need for Houston? You know – Detroit just traded up, took took Jalen Carter, kind of cuffed, cuffed him there. So what else can you do? You just drafted this franchise quarterback at number two overall. Yeah, you got Larry Tunsil. Yeah, they got another good another good guard. I think they could go guard here, um, offensive line. Osiris Torrance from Florida. Um, he's a guard. He can play inside. And Travis is making a face at me, but that's oh, that's where man. I think they go. He's He's probably the best guard in this draft. A lot of these offensive linemen are tackles. So high. Tackle. They got they got Tunsil. Um, he also wasn't penalized. Here's another. Here's my key reason for picking him. Actually, he wasn't my first. He was my fourth option here, to be honest with you, because um, everyone else is gone. But 
he wasn't penalized at all last year. I think that's so big for a team that cannot afford to make mistakes, a young team, um, and not a very tough division. Like we're talking about a Texas team that if they add some key pieces and are able to put it together, they can compete in that AFC South. So I think they go guard here, Osiris Torrance from Florida. There it is. There's there, there's the one. There's the one that's so high. I mean, there's always one guy. I get, I get. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not talented, but guards tend to usually not go that high unless they're like once in lifetime talent. And he's just kind of like flying by, you know, the radar. I'm not saying he's not going to be good because I am, I am high on him. But I think that is someone who, at this stage in the game, like this late, right before the draft, they could trade back for and then get him like in the 20s or like close to 20. Yeah. Uh, taking them at 12 might be a little much, but I don't hate it. Uh, I think they could have also gone edge rusher, but that's just it. They, they could have gone edge rusher. But whatever. Edge yeah. Rusher. yeah. Maybe it's um, a shock. That's Maybe my, it's a shock to the world. That's my – yeah, dude. If they draft Osiris Torrance, I'm going to be fucking jump for joy. So it's – it's so funny because every time you say his name, it sounds like you're saying old Cyrus Torrance. And I'm like, are you just saying <laughs> Cyrus he's Torrance? Just a, he's a good old boy. Like old Cyrus Torrance down there. Um, <laughs> and then I had to look up his name and I was like, oh, it's O Cyrus Torrance. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that leads me to me um, in the New York Jets pick. And if they do still own this pick, and I'm going to play it as if they do own this pick on Thursday. Um, the only way that they won't is if the Packers get their way. But if they do, I was going to take an offensive lineman here. And then Travis took Paris Johnson, who I thought that they would have taken had he fallen to this pick. They do need offensive line help, but there's just nobody there right now who stands out to me that I'm like, you got to take him right here. You could take Broderick Jones. Um, you could take Darnell Wright. But I think instead I'm going to go opposite side of the ball they also desperately need an edge rusher, in my opinion. I could be wrong. Again, I'm not a huge Jets fan, obviously. Um, but there's a guy on the board here still who I think is a pretty damn good player, and that's Nolan Smith from Georgia. Um, another part of that big Georgia defense from 2021, 2022, whatever year it was that they were just incredible. Obviously, he played last year as well. Um, but just a, a, a great defensive edge rusher overall, somebody that the Jets could really use. He's still on the board if he's here, and Paris Johnson is not. This is where they're going to go. All right. I'm nervous what Travis going to do here. <laughs> You're nervous what I'm going to do here? I'm very nervous. Why is that? I am. I am. Why? Because there's a guy on the board. That I think both these. Um, I don't know what you said because you cut out on my end, but <laughs> yeah, you cut out on me a little bit too. Like, <laughs> I go ahead and act like I heard it. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I said, I said, I think, I think there's a guy on the board that both these teams need, or both these teams could use. Mm. I don't think so. I uh, I have a couple different needs for the New England Patriots, who I have here sitting at fourteen. Um, my my main two for them were interior offensive lineman, cornerback, yep. um, and then they could use an edge rusher uh, if one of the one of the big ones was there. So there's two routes that I'm going to go here. Um, 
Let me double check and make sure who I want to take is here. Um, and I think in my mind, the third best cornerback is on the board still. And I think that's who they're going to go because they're super weird when it comes to drafting. And this might be kind of just a shot in the dark, but it is Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Um, yeah, don't hate it. I missed it a little bit ago. You took Christian Gonzalez, correct, Travis? Correct. Yeah, with okay. Atlanta. Earlier in the draft. Yes. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. So I think they need to, you know, bolster that secondary up just a tad. Um, they could have gone interior offensive line if Peter Skaronsky was there. Obviously, that's a big fall. Uh, outside of that, they're not going to take any offensive linemen. And just like kind of like you said, the edge rushers right now are just kind of meh. So Man, I didn't want to go yeah. that route. And I see a lot of people saying that they need wide receiver help. I, I don't think so at all. They got Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, and Juju now. So it seems pretty silly to me. Yeah, no way. There's not, they're not going yep. wide receiver here. No. They could, but which makes my pick at 15. Well, were you nervous? So much. It makes my pick at 15 so much easier. If, if he falls as far by some divine miracle – the the Packers have to take Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, they have to. I mean, there's no way around it. Now, will they do it? I don't know. Packers have done, made some dumb mistakes in the past. I don't know if it was in spite of Aaron Rodgers, but <laughs> that's where I think they go here. Uh, you don't really have anybody on the on the on, in in the wide receiver room that's worth a damn. I know yeah. you. I know you love. I know you like. I know you like Christian Watson. I know. I know you like what's his name. Alan has gone. Romeo Dubs. No, Romeo oh. Dubs. Yeah. He used to like this Alvazar. kid. Yeah. Yeah. But Christian Watson's Christian Watson's your outside guy. He's your big deep play threat. Jackson Smith and Jigba, dude, he can play the slot receiver so well. And I think it's going to help out a guy like Jordan Love. If Jordan Love's going to be the starting quarterback, he doesn't feel like he needs to kind of overextend things or try to make anything fancy. Hit him on a slant route and let him go. I mean, that's really all he has to do here. Um, and I think this could be something where it could totally transform their offense. So it's, I had a couple of reasons. Go ahead. It's hilarious to me that the number one wide receiver off the board is coming off of a five-catch, 43-yard season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little weird that he didn't play a ton last year. Um, well, he got hurt, so that's why. Yeah, there's an, there's there's another guy that I was going to take if he was gone that would have been like, Perfect Packer mold, but um, if he's on the board, you got to take him. Um, yeah, I agree. So this is, I'll just, I'll give my two cents really fast, obviously, because it's my team. Um, this is where I really hope they end up making this trade before Thursday. And I don't think it's going to happen, but I hope that it does because while I do think they need a wide receiver, absolutely. I mean, they lost basically half their offense this offseason, um, losing Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tunyon. Um, Randall Cobb isn't coming back to my knowledge. Um, you need a wide receiver. Yes. I love Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs, but they can't be the offense, right? Like they, they can't be the only two. Alan Lazard was such a good piece there because though he wasn't your typical wide receiver, he did a lot of good things for that offense. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba is a huge piece of that, but what they also really, really need and what I think they'll probably end up taking with this pick, unless they do what the Packers do and draft like a fucking kicker or something like that is they're going to take a tight end here is what is my thought was, process. So, yep. That, and so if, if they get both, yeah. 
then that'll be awesome. If the Jets, if they get that Jets pick, which I don't think is going to happen, but if they do, I think they will take both. I think they will take a tight end with one and Absolutely. a wide receiver with the other. Yep. Yeah, I had two tight ends that were like I was eyeballing. One's a stretch, the other one's like a safe pick. But that was those. What a those slap in the face. That would be to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> to finally take a wide receiver what, in the first round after a wide receiver. No, years. if you if you trade him and then you take a wide receiver with the Jets pick and then you take a freaking tight end with the next pick. Yep. Especially if they take especially they take Dalton especially if it's Dalton Kincaid too. Like he's like either one, either him or Matthew Mayer. Either way. Yeah, Michael. Michael. It's just a slap in the face. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. And I think again, we talk about region, right? I think what they'd end up doing is taking Michael Mayer, um, Meyer, whatever, fucking Halloween. Um, just because more local, but also it fits their mold a little bit better. A guy who's a big blocker, maybe not as necessarily like a off the line tons of catches type of guy but a guy who can block well um get out in the flat when he needs to but anyways yeah. i digress that's not my pick i still think jackson smith and jigba would be a good pick will they actually pick a wide receiver in the first round we'll find out um would be great if they did so um all right so, side note side note i think i think kona brewing makes some fantastic ipas i'm just gonna say that right now product of anheuser busch that is um, kona is yeah, yeah. But absolutely. <laughs> um, Kona big waves, baby. Um, love me some Kona big waves. Um, I love big waves. Anyways, I, I, I had just, I just had the uh, side note. I had a, the Gold Cliff IPA, and now I'm doing the Hanalei IPA. Oh, I've only had the Longboard and the Big Wave. I'm not an IPA drinker, so uh, all the power to you. Um, I have the fucking Washington Commanders with my next pick and this one, I mean, you made it a little bit easier, I guess on me. I'm there's four quarterbacks off the board, so I can't in good faith reach for Hinton hooker here. So I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to think about that. Um, what I do think that they will do because there's still a pretty good player in this position on the board. In my opinion, um, again, guy who's right down the road um, and it's a cornerback and it's Deontay Banks from Maryland. Um, they desperately need cornerback help. The, you had arguably the top three go off the board already, but you've got another guy who should go top 20 um, here in Deontay Banks. Um, I think this is the best, not best player available, but best player available for the Washington Commanders at this position. So I think they take Deontay Banks here. If Joey Porter, Christian Gonzalez, obviously Devon Witherspoon is going to be off the board at this point, but if any of those other two are off, they'll take him here. Okay. Don't disagree. Okay. Okay. Uh, going into my 17th pick, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's two ways that I think that they go with this pick. And I hate, uh, I hate it now. Cause now I'm at a crossroads. Cause there's two guys that are at or above um, on the big board that I'm looking at that they could go with. Um, they could go offensive line. Uh, they used to have one of the better offensive lines in the league, kind of bolstered that line for Najee Harris, who really hasn't been getting as many yards per carry uh, as what he was thought out to be. Um, or they could go edge rusher um, because, you know, everyone and their brother always needs an ed- edge rusher. I think since – there has been so few offensive linemen taken. I am going to go with Broderick Jones. 
from Georgia. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. Honestly, exactly. Monster human being. It's the fucking NFL draft. Even when this position is thin, you're always going to see fucking, what, five to six offensive linemen off the board in the first round. Um, and I think we're at, what, three, maybe? So I like that pick. I think you're that. At, that is the fourth. The fourth? Still, still not a bad pick, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you can can never have too much offensive line health. So that was my pick. Um, We're at the trade. We're at the trade back. It is now Philadelphia since they traded down earlier. Whoever had Philadelphia. It was me. Um, And that, now that I get here, I'm like, shit. (laughs) I probably should have thought about this before I went so far back. But. There is somebody who I do think that they could use. Um, they're pretty set when it comes to their offensive line. They could use a little help on the interior offensive line. I still don't think they're going to take a running back at this position. I really don't. I know Bijan Robinson Oof, is still there. Really? Jesse might kill me. Um, but there's another <laughs> player there. <laughs> Jared's, Jared's really, really pissed about this, huh? <sighs> Um, but there's another player there who I think that they could use more so. And it's because they don't have anybody, um, in their safety position right now. That's, that's worth a damn. And there's only one really decent safety on the board. That's first round worthy. Um, and that's Brian branch from Alabama. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with. I think it's right around where he would fall. He's 15 on the big board. So getting him at 17 is not a reach by any, any stretch of the measure. 18. Um, if I have him as 15 on PFF, so either no, way, 15, 18. Eight, this, this pick 18, right? But he's 15 on the big board, so oh, did I say 17? Either way, he said 17. Um, well, you know what? Right around the teens, right there. Um, if we're so dead set and like I am on the Eagles, either sticking with what they have or trading for a big name that's already in the NFL, like Derrick Henry or Austin Eckler, um, why would they draft a running back and then do that as well. So I'm going to stick with my guns here and I'm going to take Brian branch. They need somebody in the, in the defensive uh, defensive back to help they out. They also need linebacker. Their there are not, yeah. there's not a damn linebacker worth a first round pick to me. Edge rusher no, linebacker is not an edge rusher. No, <laughs> they need a fucking true middle of the field know. linebacker. That's what they need. Yeah. But a lot Brian of some guys can't. Can, some edge rushers do drop back into coverage, and it's not. It's, you know, yeah. Oh, for sure. I hear you. Terribly, but terribly, terribly. But yeah, they do do it. <laughs> not if you're good. Uh, I've never. I've yet to see an edge true edge rusher drop back in coverage well. Uh, but you know, Brian Branch. I'll say about him. Dude can play that nickel slot, come down and help in that linebacking position. Travis, like you were just talking about. I mean, he had 90 tackles last year. Fucking 90. That's insane. So. I mean, that thing, I think that's a great pick for the Eagles. Although, I will say, if they trade back from that 10 slot and Bijan Robinson's still there, I think it's going to be hard There's for them no to pass chance. up on him. Yeah. That's fair. But it's okay. I'm not going to argue with that. But yeah. if, I'm, if, I'm, if I said it at 10 that they were going to try to trade for one of these big names, I'm not going to change my mind at, at 18. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I will. Now you get back to back picks. Yeah, I think before we get to my second pick, 
Um, I need to refill my drink and take a piss, so I think we should take a quick uh, commercial break. All right, so we're moving on to pick number 19 after my Eagles just picked, and we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The the Tampa Brady-less Buccaneers. Um, I'm not going quarterback, by the way, for any of you who just heard me say that. I don't care that Tom Brady retired. I don't care that Blaine Gabbert left for Kansas City. They got Baker Mayfield now. Um, Not that that, that's necessarily the answer, um, but still I think better than maybe what's left on the board. Even No no offense to Baker. Baker had a great end of the season with Los Angeles, which you hate to see because fuck Stan Kroenke. But – Hopefully Baker pans out well in Tampa Bay. I think that there's a lot of places they could go here. I think they desperately need some offensive line help. Um, I don't know if at pick 19, this is where they take offensive line help. There is, however, um, some really good players left on the board in this position that I'm going to take. And I don't know if this is what Travis was hinting to me earlier about where he would go. I could be wrong, but I do think that it is a position of need for them. Um, the route I'm going to go, I'm not, I wasn't super convinced at first. However, I think with this pick, 19th overall, we're going to take Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Tight end. Not where I was thinking, but that's fine. That's okay. Wait, wait, Again, wait, you wait, got- wait, 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 time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Don't they still have Cameron Brait? And that's that's your reasoning as to why they wouldn't go tight end here. Also, he's been a very they solid, don't very solid. But man. they have they Kate don't. Otten, okay, Co Keeft, and David Wells are their tight ends. That's fine. The Kate Otten bowled out in the last there. year. Yeah, I'm just saying, Kincaid is like if that's who you want to roll out at tight end, you'd be my guest. But with the amount of tight end talent that's at the top of this draft too. Yeah, we we haven't had one go off the board. I th- I do think someone comes off before this pick. Uh, someone's going to take a flyer on either Meyer or Kincaid. Um, I don't I don't hate that at all. I, if they still had Cameron Brait, I would have said that was a reach. But okay, not. all right. Um, we're moving on to Seattle at number twenty. Then for me, and this is just a I mean layup pick. Um, there are tons that. How I wanted to go earlier, it was either edge rusher or it was either interior defensive lineman or edge rusher. Fuck me. I went the wrong goddamn way. Interior defensive lineman is what I meant, or edge rusher. And I went edge rusher to start. So that throws a wrench in my hole. Um, (laughs) I went edge rusher. They also need interior defensive lineman at 20. This is this guy. Could fall a little bit later, but he's also the best defensive lineman uh, on the board. He also can get flipped out. He kind of plays a hybrid defensive line edge rusher. It is Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. You fucker. You fucker. You fucker. Yeah, on uh, on CFF, he's actually listed as an edge rusher. So is he? Yeah, but he but he also he's very much like Travis. I'll say I, I I looked him up a little bit. He reminds me a lot of Christian Wilkins. 
He can he can flip flop inside outside, kind of play a lot all along the uh, the line. I actually love this kid. He's probably one of my favorite prospects in in, in the top thirty of the whole draft. Um, so. I if he wasn't there, I was going to take another interior defensive lineman. But the fact that he had fallen to them, uh, I could not. I couldn't pass up on him. If they want to take two edge rushers, even if you want to classify him as a sole edge rusher, go for it. That's a win in their book. Yeah. So we're going to move on to twenty-one. But I want to make a sidebar, and I'm so glad I had twenty-one here. That the fact that this is fucking bullshit. Miami should be picking after Seattle, but fucking Brian Flores is a stupid little fucking bitch. So that's all I got to say about that. Um, that's why we are only making 31 picks this year. Yep. Yep. Stupid pussy. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right, mad. Isn't he, isn't he a DC somewhere now? I think he's in DC and, uh, was it Denver? I think I hired his defensive coordinator somewhere. Anyway, he did, matter. but I don't remember. Um, yeah. yeah. So I am with the chargers and we're really, I don't know where the fuck to go here with the Chargers. Um, you know what they need? They need some DBs. They need some defensive line help. The defensive line pool's kind of shrunk massively now with Travis taking. Because uh, I thought the – what's his name? The kid that Travis just took. Uh, Van Ness and Bosa on both sides of the edge would have been fucking amazing for the Chargers. There's an interior defensive lineman that they could take for sure here. Yeah, I'm looking at them. They could do it. I'm also looking at okay. Let's let's think about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who can't stay healthy. Like, are are rarely ever healthy. Like, do they go wide receiver here too? A young wide receiver. Um, I'm kind of torn here. So, I think I'm going to go with what I think Brandon Staley would go, being the defensive guy. It's going to be super vanilla. Oh, fuck, I don't know, man. Because <laughs> Brandon Steele is kind of Brandon Steele is kind of kind of in, kind of in a in a do or die situation here. Like if you don't if you don't win this year, I think I think you're gone. I think if you don't win it, uh, compete for a division, win a playoff game, I think you're toast. So, but yeah, I think they're gonna go with with Kalaja Canty from Pittsburgh, being to your defensive lineman. That's that's what I think they're going to do. I mean, you can never have too many of those, like Travis said. Uh, that's what I was going to pick with Seattle if Van Ness yeah. wasn't there. So. He's, he's a little bit of an odd shape. He's kind of very Aaron Donald esque, you know, 6'1, 280. He's a shorter guy, but he's stout. Like a bowling pin. Yeah, nice bowling pin. Nice in the run game, though. Which, think about some teams in the West. You got Josh Jacobs out there. But Josh Jacobs, they, did, they, did they franchise tag him? In in Vegas, I think they did. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, no you got idea. Josh Jacobs, and you got you got a lot of you got you got some decent running backs in that division. So I mean, he's yeah. got to be somewhat at least a little bit athletic. The dude had seven and a half sacks last year uh, as a defense yeah. as an interior D lineman. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I think I think he's just the guy. He only, he only had thirty one tackles. People are gonna look at that and be like, oh, he only had thirty one tackles, but. Probably means he's taking on a lot of double teams. People are trying to like, you know, make sure he's not he's not that disruptor. So if he can be that guy to like take away some attention from Bosa or one or the other, then I think they can be dangerous. So yeah, I was down with either that or I think that they could have gone a guy like Zay Flowers from Boston College there. Uh, a little short the- uh slot. So 
Yeah, those are probably the two guys that I would have narrowed it down to for you. But either way, you can't go wrong. Uh, if they don't pick one, they'll pick the other. Ethan. Yeah, I have the Ravens here. Um, this one, this one's really tough because, I mean, they signed Odell Beckham. He's got allegations now, and now does that what? even matter? Like, wait, wait, it what? may not be true. He might. Oh yeah, he he's he's a suspect in, in an assault, I believe, investigation. Um, and so he denied the allegations. Obviously. How much truth there is to that, but the fact that this comes out less than a week before the draft could sway the Ravens' decision. They, I mean, they might want to go wide receiver anyways because they've got Odell, um, and then they've got Rashad Bateman, and then Nelson Aguilar. And I mean, maybe they're they're looking for some help there. The other thing is they lost both of their cornerbacks, so they really they really need some cornerback help as well. But with who's left? on the board at cornerback is do they reach here and take somebody like Emmanuel Forbes? Not, not a huge reach, but maybe a little bit of a reach nonetheless. Um, so I'm torn here. I like, I honestly do not know which direction to go. I think they go one of those two directions. I really do. Now they might throw a wrench and go, they do need some defensive line help as well. Um, is there anybody worth grabbing at defensive line? I don't know, but I think what I'm going to do, just because of, I mean, you, you signed Odell for a reason, right? Is I think they're going to go Emmanuel Forbes at cornerback. You don't have a set. You lost both your cornerbacks. You need you need help on the defensive back position. Um, so I'm going to go with Emmanuel Forbes here. And I'm going to hate it. I hate every bit of it because I do think that they could go wide receiver here. Um, but I think they hope that the Odell experiment works out. So There's another right. route they could have gone there. I feel like Ed Rusher. Do tell. Don't the Ravens need some running back help? Are we really going to rely on Gus Edwards? I think, but you've got guys back there. I know they're hurt all the time, but it's like you've got yeah. J.K. Dobbins, you've got Gus Edwards, you have Justice Hill still technically, who wasn't bad. Have when a, he stepped in for a couple games. It's like they have a running back that snaps the ball every play. So. <laughs> You're also very true. Um, what do you so, need a running yeah. back for? <laughs> yeah, you, you'll have two yeah. fucking at that point. Now, right now, right now, I'll give you this, Jared. The fact that B. John Robinson has fallen this far may happen. It may happen if, if it gets to them and they're like, well, we have a running backs so who can never stay healthy. Let's grab a guy who who's probably the best running back of the last few draft classes. So, yeah. Which this I think I think the fact that Bijan's on the board makes Travis's pick at twenty three here interesting because the Vikings are oh, shopping no. Dalvin Cook. They are shopping Dalvin Cook, but they still I don't think are in the market. I think the way that this has panned out makes this so easy um, for me. They just lost Adam Thielen. There's a lot of there's a plethora of wide receiver talent on the board, and I am yeah. going with the shorter wide receiver of the better two that are left on the board. And that is Jordan Addison from USC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually like yep. that pick a lot. I, I think, it's, I, too. I think if I'll say this, if they don't take Hendon hooker here, that's exactly where they're going, but I could see them take a quarterback to replace Kirk cousins. I really could. Ah, might as well just I'm keep not rolling. Saying I'd I mean, like it. Yeah. But, 
But I think I think with with the wide receivers that. that are on the board at this point in the draft, you almost have to take a wide receiver. Yep. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you need you need a number two that's going to complement Jefferson. So yeah, I, I like to pick a lot. So rolls into my pick at twenty four with the Jaguars, and I feel like the Jaguars. Like every other fucking team on the face of the planet, they need offensive line help to protect Trevor Lawrence. I feel like every Jaguars game I watched last year, he was constantly under under fire. He was running around like a chicken with a cow. But there's not really a ton. There's one offensive lineman here on the still on the board I could see them taking, but I just don't feel like they go that route. I don't feel like that's a very sexy Doug Peterson pick. Um, so what I think they're going to do is replace a guy that they traded away a few years ago. I think they traded him to the Rams, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think they're going to go edge rusher here because everyone always needs edge rushers. It's a guy that's a little bit down the draft board, not too far down. Um, Will McDonald the fourth out of Iowa State. Um, dude had 36 tackles last year, five sacks. He's 6'4", 240. Use your typical defensive end, edge rusher type person. Um they could have gone and picked uh, the tackle from Tennessee, Darnell Wright, but again, I think you need. I think you need need some people that can that can rush the passer. And uh, Will McDonald the fourth is that guy. So Stanley Yelnats the fifth. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't hate that. They're going one of those two positions uh, here. So that's um, all right. Yeah. Not much to add. <laughs> I have the uh, New York Giants next deck or next though, and you guys might disagree, but this might be the easiest pick of all time for me. Um, who the fuck do they have at wide receiver right now? Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, and Wandale Robinson. Um, if they don't take a it's wide just receiver, who they here, take. I will be <laughs> exactly. But I will be mind blown if they don't take a wide receiver here. Um, I think what they could use right now. I mean, it, it's tough, but it's not, I, I think I have to go Quentin Johnson here from TCU. Um, yeah, they need a big guy. I, I think it's the yep, big, big guy. Body. I think it's arguably still the best or the best wide receiver left on the board. Um, maybe not, but again, big guy proven guy last year with TCU is a big part of their run. Um, <coughs> And they just need a wide receiver. I I didn't know any of. I literally just next to the Giants just wrote wide receiver. Didn't care about any other of their needs because I don't care how big their wide receiver room is. None of them are good. So, yeah, fair enough. It has to be. That's it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I am seeing what is left on the board here, but I think this is a absolute easiest pick of all time for me. Uh, I have <clears throat> number 26 had the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they just lost Zeke and Bijan Robinson still on the board. I know they oh, they're a, they're a dual threat running back team. I know they still have Tony Pollard, but throw Bijan Robinson in there and it's just it's a deadly run game. So that's who I got to go with. I actually really like that pick because if he yeah, is still here, which I don't think he will be. I think that we're, we we kind of just, you know, I screwed us up. I'll I'll take the blame for that one by not taking him for the Eagles. But I don't think he'll but be if he here, is. but if he is, they're not passing him up. So No. And no if way. he and if for some reason 
Uh, he is gone. Um, I think they're going to take Gibbs. Thought about safety or no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. I thought about safety or either side of the ball on the line, which is what I was going to take. And there's just not really any sexy pick there. Yep. But B. John Robinson's still there, so he's got to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. So that brings – I mean, like Ethan says he's probably going to be gone this time. I would also see the Cowboys taking Jamar Gibbs, though, from Bama. Um, they're going to go running back there, I feel like, if one of those two are there. So I don't hate that pick at all. Um, brings me to the Bills, and this is – no lie, like this is this is a tough pick. I don't know what the Bills are going to want to do here, um, because when you're reading a lot of their their pre-draft stuff, they need safety help because they lost Demar Hamlin, but now Demar Hamlin got cleared for football activity. So are you going to you know take a flyer on a safety? They also just re-signed Jordan Poyer. So, I mean, do they really need a safety? I don't think so. Uh, everyone again, like everyone, their fucking brother need offensive line help. There's no offensive lineman here that's worth a damn to take. Um, so I'm going to look at, okay, what can we do to bolster? We're in the AFC East. We're going against the track meet that are the Miami Dolphins. We're going against um, the Patriots who've added a bunch of offense weapons now. The Jets that they had Aaron Rodgers. Like we have to have a defense that can slow them down. And I'm going to look at the best defensive player on the board, in my opinion, that can, that can run, that can, that can tackle, that can, a straight ball hawk uh, and a nose tackler. And that's Drew Sanders, a linebacker out of Arkansas. Dude had 103 tackles last year, um, nine and a half sacks, deflected five passes, picked the ball off, forced three fo- free fumbles. I mean, this dude just has a nose for the football. And that seems like a very um, – fuck, I forget the head coach's name in, in Buffalo off the top of my head. I should know it. But this seems like his – Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. This, this is a very, very McDermott-type guy. I mean, I, I know a lot of big boards have him in the mid to late 30s. But I do think he, he goes in the first round from somebody. So that's fair. I mean, he has 103 tackles from last year, and you know most sacks of any linebacker on the board so far. So don't hate it, Ethan. You are up, good sir. I am, and I believe it is the Cincinnati Bengals. Correct. You would believe correctly. I'm not crazy. All right, you ready? You ready for my next pick? You ready for it? Sorry, I'm trying to get something crazy. To work. No for my next pick, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're taking Michael Meyer or Mayer or however the fuck. And I'm sorry that it was staticky as well. I was using my phone. Um, <laughs> they're taking Michael Mayer, Meyer, um, Halloween guy. They lost Hayden Hurst. They do have Herb Smith. Um, but they need a tight end that also is going to be very good at blocking for um, the run game and for Joe Burrow when need be. And Michael Meyer, Mayer, again, I don't know which one it is, um, is going to be that type of tight end for them. And also the fact that he's still on the board, I think, is is something that as soon as they – if he's there and they see that, they're going to pull the trigger. Might not even take the full five minutes for them to decide. Um just makes too much sense. That's really all I got to say. I think that if if Dalton Kincaid somehow still on the board, they might go that, that route. But Michael Michael Myers a, a good choice. Yeah, I'll say it just depends on how people view them because I know a lot of people have Mayor Meyer over Kincaid. 
Um, I think either of them are, are a good choice for them. So, yeah, I mean, there's no real other, other way to go here. Um, so I like that. My next pick, which will be my last pick is the new Orleans saints. Um, there's really not a whole lot left for them, uh, to go with what they are needing. But it kind of puts me in a predicament because there is a person there that they could take that I think they need that might be a little bit more to put them over the talent edge, especially to complement a quarterback that they just got. Uh, I think you got a wide receiver room that is on the up and coming. You got Chris Olave, that Rashid Shahid guy, and most importantly, Michael Thomas, who's constantly getting hurt. So I think that is the main component that they are going to take a slot receiver, Zay Flowers. Yep. Don't hate it. Yeah. I mean, you got, like you said, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you need wide receiver help as much as you can get it. You can't rely on Michael Thomas anymore. So makes sense. Yep. Makes ton of sense. That moves me to the Eagles at 30. And because Ethan has made it so easy on me, I was, man, I was like, <laughs> man, if Ethan Robinson falls all the way to 30, I'm going to take him. But instead, uh, I do think they go running back here. Um, that's really something they really need. They're going to go Jamar Gibbs if Bijan Robinson isn't here. Although with Ethan, I think they take Bijan Robinson at ten. But um, <laughs> if, if he falls that far, but if they I, at pick him at thirty, time, Ethan Ethan fucked our whole draft up. No, not really. I mean, I probably <laughs> just get my ass. I put the bug in his ear. I'm like, hey, would they trade back? And they're like, oh yeah, I think they would. Um, but we he made it got at eighteen also. Yeah, he could have got him cut him at 18 too, but I think they go Gibbs here. I, I don't think he's an amazing running back, but I think, uh, intriguingly enough, I think Gibbs fits like the Eagles' MO running back. Small, 5'9", 200 pounds, kind of a speedster, um, can bust through tackles if needed. Bijan Robinson's like a power back. And, I'll, and to, to what Ethan, to Ethan's credit, I don't think Bijan Robinson fits the Eagles' system. He, he's much like a – no, I wouldn't say Derrick Henry esque, but he's he's a power back and he's not a speed back, and Jamar Gibbs is. So I think this one kind of makes a little more sense for their system. You have to ask: Is it Jamar Gibbs or is it Jameer Gibbs? I think it's Jameer, but it's okay. Because I thought it was Jameer, but it's okay. I I just want to make sure I wasn't wrong. Um, <laughs> whatever. When you when you when you have one fucking Val, Michael Meyer, Michael Mayer, you know it is what it is. <laughs> Osiris, old Cyrus. Um, <laughs> Well, shit. I guess that means Is they got to round us off, huh? Mister Irrelevant of the first round. I uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, Chiefs. I think they could go a number of routes here, but I think at where we're at with this draft, I think they go best player available with what they're looking for. Um, and on my big board, and we might have obviously, it sounds like we have some different big boards, but on my big board, and based on what they need, um, I think they go Miles Murphy here, edge rusher from Clemson. Unless I missed one of y'all taking him, um, they do need an edge rusher. No. Um, based on the depth chart that I saw and the fact that on here, Miles Murphy is 17th overall. Where's Darnell Wright on here? Darnell Wright is at that was actually my second choice because he's at 22 and they also need some offensive tackle help. Um, so I think they could go either one. I took the one that was higher on my big board. Um, I'm gonna stick with Miles Murphy, it could go either That's way. Right. Neither of them might be there as well, but either way, 
I'll stick with Miles Murphy. I think they could go either edge rusher or offensive tackle, and I went with edge rusher. So we'll see what happens. They also might take a fucking wide receiver again. We'll see. Doubtful, but very true. You never know. You <laughs> never know. Um, yeah, this draft, I feel I had zero grasp on it coming uh, into prep for this, and now after looking at the big board, uh, there's some there's some bets that I'm going to look at and put out. So if any of you two like any bets or have looked at any bets, you can shout them out now, or we can just tweet them out later. Uh, what is the, what's Jalen Carter's over under on draft position taken? I am currently looking it up. I'll say this out loud. Uh, B. John Robinson will go higher than what we put him at. So if anybody wants to throw that bet out, you might Jalen. Carter is six and a half. Over. Ooh. Over. His over Easy. is minus two fifty. Yeah. Well, if you think if you think quarter over. quarterback, quarterback, Will Anderson, quarterback. Ooh. Cornerback. What's, what's yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably what's, probably what's, over. So what's the bet for Will Anderson to go number three overall? Is that is that a thing I can do? Mm, let's see. Okay. What if, what if, what if, I, cause I know you can do orders. What if, what if I picked the order? Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Boy Anderson. It's probably the favorite, but that's how I see it going. Mm, I'm trying to see here. Yeah. I and the, o- the only other thing I would say, Jarrett, is if the, the only wrench that could be thrown in that, other than a trade, obviously. Is if yeah. the Cardinals do surprise everybody and take Tyree Wilson because I have I have seen that on a couple of draft boards and That's it makes true. me nervous. Yeah, but the only, but I think I think you could get value out of either of them, and so it's do you hedge and take both if it's an Will Anderson to take? <clears throat> this is before. nuts. Will Anderson number three is plus three eighty. What is Tyree Wilson Jimmy. then? Tyree Wilson is plus two fifty. See, that's scary. That that makes me think that the Cardinals, for some reason, like Tyree Wilson that's, a lot. Well, that that's because their front office is fucking literally also true. mental. Because you sign Kyler Murray to an extension. Hey, have, hey, something about teams with the name Cardinals having shitty front offices just just <laughs> seems to to roll off the tongue. But truth. That's very true. CJ Stroud hey, at hey, let's oh, wow. pitching some, for a decade. How about that? We we might have uh, have missed some key information because right now number two number two draft pick, the favorite at minus one forty is Will Levis. I just I so I heard something about CJ Stroud. I I honestly don't even remember what it was, but either something happened, he did something, or somebody found out something that made people think that he was going to fall on draft boards. And I, I, even though I'm not a huge CJ, CJ Stroud person, I cannot, I don't think that's going to happen unless we see some Daniel Jones type shit from 2019 or whatever. Right now on drafting, the the Texas front office is stupid. They're literally dumb. So would not surprise me at all. I guess we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think we'll get number one overall, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's minus sixteen hundred, yeah. so hopefully you can uh, yeah. you can lay the house on it. 
What is uh, Anthony? Do we do we have anything on Anthony Richardson going four overall to the Panthers? Or not Panthers? Four sorry, overall. the uh, the Colts. Colts. He has plus three eighty. Is there a favorite, or is he the favorite? Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, him. Interesting. So I guess it, I maybe it just depends on who gets taken by the Texans. Yeah. That gets away. Right. But does anyone like it anywhere? Uh, that their person got taken or anything like that that we could look at. What do you mean? Like, uh, like you're like, oh, like that's that's great value where my guy got taken, or like, oh, that guy that I had my eyes on got picked early, but I would bet him over uh, to get taken there. That's what I'm saying. Um, we're doing our draft. How are we feeling about uh, Nolan Smith at? What would that be? Thirteen overall to the Jets. What do those odds look like? Nolan, over under of Nolan. draft position. His over under is ten and a half. His over, over ten and a half That's is over. at minus one seventy five. Yeah, over for sure. I love that. I actually like that pick a lot. Um, what are the odds of Jackson Smith and Jigba being the first wide receiver off the board? It's probably insane. Don't even want to know. Um, I don't know if they have those up yet. Here we go. Wide receiver props. First wide, yeah, minus 350. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, um, what, do they have like total, they have total wide receivers taken in the first round? We only have three. Let's see. I did not see. Oh, no, four. I don't see that on here yet. Oh, yeah, Zay. Sorry. We took Zay Flowers as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, what about, about, go ahead. What about quarterbacks? The amount of quarterbacks taken in the first round, if that's up there. I don't. I mean, the over-under is probably going to be set at four and a half just because of the potential that Hendon Hooker gets taken. Yeah. That's fair. You guys are calling me crazy? I almost... I almost had somebody like the fucking Chargers taking Henry Hooker because if they can't afford Justin Herbert. I I think if there's any team that takes Henry Hooker, it's the Vikings. Like I I really do. I don't know if they will, but if there's a team in the first round that's going to take him, that's who's going to take him. They're the only team who's like Kirk Cousins is is nearing his end of his tenure in Minnesota, and they don't have anybody to replace him right now. So, well, here's some bets based on DraftKings that would coincide with our draft order. Um, that would be of good value. So, those would be Broderick Jones, um, over 13 and a half at minus 160. We add him at 17. Yep. Uh, Brian Breesey, under 29 and a half at minus 110. We didn't have him going at all in the first round. Um, let's see. Christian Gonzalez under eight and a half. I had him going at eight at minus one thirty. Like that one a lot. Dalton Kincaid under do. under twenty four and a half at plus one hundred. We had him going at nineteen. Oh. Absolutely, that's going to happen. There's twenty four and a half. Yeah. And it's uh, at plus keep, money. I'll keep going. There's a few others. Deontay Banks under twenty half. 20 and a half at minus 130. We had him at 16. 
Um, let's see what else we got here. What else do we got here? Jalen Carter. Oh, he said that over is not worth it. Um, I had Joey Porter under 19 and a half at minus 160. Here you go. Here's the value seal for everyone. Miles Murphy over under 18 and a half. And we had him going at 31. The over is minus 130. I still think he goes over regardless. He's the probably yeah. the fourth or fifth best edge in the class. Yeah, so at minus 130 at over 18 and a half. There you are. That might be the best pick yeah, of, the, of the value-wise. Yeah. Because if you if you're taking his under, you're basically banking on five edges to be taken in the top twenty, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, guys, I'm having this this fucking s'mores stout from Big Muddy Brewing. Mm. Nice. Is it good? It's fucking. Does it taste like a delicious. s'more? It's, oh, it really it smells like it smells like one too. I got positions drafted in the first round. What were you guys wanting to know? Quarterbacks over under four and a half. Is that what it's set at? It is four and a half, and then they're both at minus one fifteen. Jesus Christ, that's that's tough. (laughs) I think it's. I'm not even. I'm staying away from that. I would say under if I had to lean, but what's wide receiver show? Wide receivers is three and a half over. Yeah, I know. The over I know is over the minus one twenty. I think you got Jacksonville. So. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. You got Jacksonville, Jigba, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, and Quentin Johnson. For I sure, you got to think about even the teams. Going. There are so many teams that even we didn't even take that could have taken the Packers. We took the Ravens. We did not that could take. A wide receiver. Um, who who do we take with Jordan? Yes, I, think, I can't remember, but also Jalen Hyatt could sneak into the first round too from Tennessee. Yeah. Easily, Giants need a wide receiver bad. Um, shit, I mean, I mean, anything could Chargers, happen. Right? I say, but I, I think I, at minimum Char- we're going to see three. Yeah, yeah, the Chargers could take one because they have no people that can't stay healthy. Yep, yep. I mean, just a plethora of them. What else? Chargers could take one. Not even not even because of people staying healthy. The Chargers could just take one because they don't have, in my opinion, with Keenan Allen getting older, a guy who can like a, a good route runner. Keenan Allen's a great route runner. Don't get me old, don't get me wrong, but he's older and obviously he's having trouble staying healthy. You've got a big guy in uh fucking what's his face? Jesus Christ, Mike Williams. Um, and then yeah, the other younger guy. And now I'm blanking on his name too. Also a bigger guy, deep threat, but you don't have a guy who can really get on a, a true Number slot five, receiver. Role. Josh Palmer. Yeah. Josh Palmer. Yeah. Josh Palmer. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's just like if Keenan Allen's really kind of getting over that hump, you got to find a guy to replace him. So, yeah. Do you the guys think running backs? Say, Travis is, is it, is it one and a half? Yeah. <laughs> is he under the favorite? Yeah, over is over one and a half is plus two sixty-five. Yeah, I I would I would argue under and I like Jameer Gibbs a lot. I don't know if he goes in the first round. 
Because the only person we're thinking is going to take a running back is the Eagles, right? Who or who did you take? Uh, no, you took the Cowboys. That's right. The Cowboys you took with them. Cowboys, the Bill, the Bills could take one. Did, did the Bills sign somebody to replace Devin Singletary or no? They signed Damian Harris. I mean, let's be real. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could see them taking Jameer Gibbs if uh, Bijan's already off the board. Let's see what yeah. else. Tight ends. The, it's just at two, which there's no value there. Um, yeah. If you wanted to bet over. And then, yeah, we did wide receivers. So, what is the. There you go. Are, I don't even know if this is an option, Trav. But is there an over-under for centers, or is it just offensive linemen? No, they just have offensive linemen. <laughs> okay, because I have one, according to PFF, I have one center listed, and it's outside the top 32. So, Yeah. Yeah, most of those list them as like interior and, and tackles or like guards yeah. and tackles. There's rarely ever centers. But a lot of, there's a lot of talent on the offensive linemen side that's like going to go day two there's like i see a ton of day two talent on offensive linemen so should be interesting to say the least so drafts in kansas city this year i was gonna think about attending it if the dolphins had a pick if brian flores wasn't such a little little pussy ass bitch but here we are so um yeah last question i'll ask last question i'll ask before we end this night who has a better career cannon smith and jigba or Jackson Smith and Jigba? Probably Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Cannon Smith and Jigba is again? Oh, he's, 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 in, he's, in, he's in the majors, though. He's already made it, technically. So, Well, Jackson's going to get drafted in the top 20, so. Yeah, also fair. Yeah. All right. There's our draft episode, ladies and gents. Hope you enjoyed. We will see you in two weeks for episode... 200. Peace. Peace. Peace.